Hi, Isaac. This is Jeffrey Till of 500years.org, fulfilling your request to talk about backup plans for two minutes. What I'd like to talk about today uh, is actually three different types of backup plans. One are very simple backup plans that tend to be the makeup, risk mitigation, and resiliency strategies in business. Number two, very complex backup plans for personal or business life. And then three, the one of the most clearest and most empowering backup plans, which is called the status quo. So starting with the first one, some very simple backup plans are simple things that you think up through to mitigate risks that you might have in your life or in business. So for example, my company always has a continual risk that we will be overbooked meaning we will get so much work in that we won't have enough people to complete the work and then we will then upset customers because we can't meet their deadlines. So the simple backup plans for that uh, is we have a couple people we can call to chip in and do extra work. We have me as someone who could get on the bench and do the billable work if need be, and then we always have the possibility of just working uh, extended hours. Uh on the other side, if we have the risk of having not enough business, I have to keep in the back of my mind that I can either push sales through some kind of formal way, or I have to think about hiring some, uh, firing someone rather, or cutting back on their pay, or doing something else to make sure I don't put the company in financial di- uh, jeopardy during that time. And you could go through uh, all sorts of different simple plans like that. The easiest one. Uh, for both personal and business life, is to have some savings. So anytime uh, you go through a rough patch or something doesn't work out, you have money to fall back on. And that would be the same thing as if you were uh, deciding to do something big, like start a business or change jobs. Having money in the bank is one of the best backup plans to ensure that if things don't go quite right, you have a way to pay your, uh, to eat and pay your rent. The second one I wanted to talk about are very complex backup plans. And the problem with very complex backup plans is they're usually made because there's either little faith in the primary plan or they're actually designed to be the primary plan uh, or the primary plan is so either undesirable or too risky or too presumably danger-laden to be pursued seriously. And my personal story with this is when I uh, graduated college and moved to Boston to find a market to become a musician in, I also did an extensive amount of planning to find a full-time corporate job. In my thinking about this, I thought, I'm going to have to work 40 hours a week. Either I can make $7 an hour at Dunkin' Donuts uh, you know, wearing a, a name tag and a hat, or I can make twice that uh, sitting at a desk uh, doing graphic design or helping uh, outbound milk campaigns or some other kind of real function. And the backup plan also included the idea that if my musician career didn't pan out, I would still be on a good path to have a real uh, adult career, uh, make, make money over the course of my lifetime, and be able to do other things that people like to do. Uh, such as you know, have a family or buy a home, et cetera, et cetera. Now, in reality, my plan to become a musician was the weak part, my primary plan, 
because I, one, I didn't really know what was entailed to become a, a musician, a comp- composing, performing musician. Uh, the passionate part about writing music and playing what you want is a very small part. You also usually have to have a mixed income of giving lessons, uh, playing in a wedding band and, uh, doing other things that didn't appeal to me. Plus it was very high risk. Uh, you would have to subject yourself voluntarily, uh, to extreme, uh, extreme level of poverty, uh, over a very long period of time with no guarantee that you'd ever be able to train yourself out of it. And you also have to be willing to squander the whole opportunity of having that regular, uh, grown up job. Cause it's very difficult to, you know, spend 20 years, uh, being a smelly musician and then turning on a dime at the age of 40 and say, I'm going to join the corporate rat race. Uh, that's almost impossible to do. You're almost unhirable in many ways just because uh, of your age and your past decisions. So really my very complex, uh, backup plan was really the, the risk averse primary plan that I just didn't realize at the time. And so the only thing I could advise there is just be very cognizant, um, and very thoughtful, and aware when you're coming up with an elaborate backup plan and an elaborate primary plan to really know and think about what you're going through. Cause there's a good chance that if your backup plan is too, too thought out, too complex, that you're really sending a signal to yourself that you don't want to follow your primary plan. Okay. The very last thing I wanted to talk about was the status quo as the backup plan. And I think this is very enabling and very powerful. So if somebody has a new plan to say, launch a business, uh, change jobs, move, you know, a thousand miles away from their home to a new, a new city, uh, or if they're going to do something else, like, uh, decide to homeschool their children, uh, usually the backup plan is whatever you're currently doing before the change. So if you're worried about, starting a new business venture and you don't have one right now, if the best business venture fails, all that happens is you revert back to the guy who didn't have one. You know, maybe you've lost some money, but your backup plan is just whatever the crappy thing was you're doing before. If you wanted to leave your industry and go work for a new one, uh, and it doesn't work out, the worst that happens is you just have to go back to what you were doing. Uh, this was very true for me when I first moved to Boston, uh, from my hometown in Michigan. Uh, I had a, I was very afraid of the change and everyone was like, you know, what happens if you fail? What happens if you don't get the job? If you can't pay your rent, if for whatever reason you flame out. And eventually I realized that it was, well, I just pack up and I go back home and I was just, I'd be just like the same as if I had never taken the change. Uh, I could always move back home. And that means it was very empowering because the, the worst thing that can happen on making the change is that nothing changes at all. Does that make sense? And so that was the same, uh, as with homeschool, um, we took the kids out. It was like the worst thing that could possibly happen is they'll have to be in the same crappy place they are right now, which is the public school system. So there, when you look at the backup plan as being your, your crappy current status, uh, your current status quo. Uh, it really shows you that there is no risk in doing something new. So, uh, and again, another example, uh, and it was much easier this time, uh, when we moved from Boston to South Carolina, it was the same thing. If the worst thing that happens is we don't like it and we just go back to the place where we wanted to change, but then didn't get one. 
So anyway, that's my thoughts on backup plans. Overall, pretty handy things if you're just thinking about risk mitigation. Uh, Something to be very thoughtful of if they're complex and look like they're bigger than your primary plan. And then thirdly, uh, a very empowering view of the status quo that says the worst that can happen is nothing happens at all. There it is. Thanks. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.